Hey, welcome to FK Discussions. My name is Jason, and with me is Ty. Yep. What up, man? So, uh, a little bit about myself. This is our first episode, and I'm Jason, and I'm into all kinds of weird stuff like Bigfoot, I mean, the supernatural, UFOs. I'm a photographer and graphic designer by trade, so here we go. I'm Ty. Uh, I'm kind of similar to Jason, but a little bit opposite. I really like to play devil's advocate to things um, and, and sort of approach things from a more logical angle which Jason might not agree with sometimes, but that's okay. And that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about, guys. Like you said, it's our first episode. We're going to be talking about the supernatural. We're going to be talking about the strange. We're going to be talking about the end of the world, nukes, famine, video games, comic books, the president. We're, we're going to be talking about everything on this podcast. Um, but tonight's episode actually is about Lake Voss talk. Uh, just to give you guys a little bit of background, that you, if you don't know, Lake Vostok is an underground lake in the Antarctic that was discovered by Russian and American researchers in 1998. So funny thing you're talking about that, man. So um, this week, United Kingdom declares octopuses, squids, and um, cephalopods, which I think that is octopuses and squids, um, they are sentient beings. That's very interesting. This comes from the cyphers.com. So the article says, according to a press statement from the UK Department of Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, the nation is amending its Animal Welfare Science Bill Act to recognize octopus, crabs, squids and lobsters, as well as all other decapods, crustaceans and cephalopod mollusks as sentient beings. So it's, it's crazy to me that this is like a thing. Because I'm just going to let you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the ocean, right? I think the ocean is very, very scary. When I go to the beach, I don't go, but like, I don't let the water get above my knees, especially if I can't see. Um, but but you got to think like 70% of the world is covered in water, right? And of that 70%, how, how much of that have we explored? Um, not much, man. I, I would say, I mean, 5%, 10%? You know, almost nothing. And, and of course, everybody knows about the, the, the smart creatures in the ocean, like the orca whale or the dolphin, and everybody's been to SeaWorld, and everybody's been on a cruise and seen the dolphin tours, and it's all, it's all fun and games, right? But nobody's talking about a giant octopus who's as smart as the guy down the street, right? Like that, that's something I would, I would for sure be scared of. Yeah, man, totally. I would not be down with a smart octopus hanging out next door to me. Well, and that's, and that's kind of what's happening in, in this Lake Vostok situation. So uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of read into this a little bit and uh, we're going to kind of go over it. So like I said, 1998, some American and Russian scientists um, in Antarctica had a research mission to take core samples um, in the Antarctic. And that's exactly what they did. They took core samples up to 200 feet, uh, into the ice. Uh, and when they did, they learned that these glaciers and these huge mountains of ice, uh, will collide together and have so much pressure. They'll create these underground caverns, uh, that are essentially time capsules, right? Um, and these, ca in these caverns are, are huge bodies of water, um, uh, and that's kind of like what Lake Vostok really is, right? So uh, 1998, they took these samples. They took it back to the lab. They discovered, oh, my God, the, the, the oxygen content in this water is, is 20 times the normal, the normal rate, right? 
there's 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 got to be life down there it's got to be like i said it's like a time capsule a prehistoric time capsule they're thinking oh my god there's going to be so many like species and, and and everything there right so they start this this exploration to dig through the ice and they and it takes 14 years and they finally do it they finally get through the ice and they discover this underground lake this to me is scary right like i never would want to be in a situation where i need to go underground Jason? No, no. And definitely not into water. No. So like back in the day in high school, like some friends of mine, we went down to this cave. It's really close to where I grew up. And um, there's like this little body of water. I mean, it, it was maybe in, you know, gosh, I don't know, eight, 10 feet across. Um, but who knows how far it went under into yeah. the cave. And man, they went swimming in that. I'm like, you are crazy. I mean, this was a good maybe i don't know 50 60 feet back inside this cave uh, no way no way dude uh, 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 uh. count me out dude count me out i i don't i don't mess around with with the outdoors at all i'm an i'm an indoor guy right so anyways these scientists they, they go to the site and they've they finally dug through dug through the ice right and now you've got two teams of scientists you got team a who's gonna go down down in where they drilled and go down into like boss talking. You got group B who's like base camp at the top, right? They're, they're going to be like, you know, Houston, we have a problem, right? That's Houston. So group A descends down into the cave. Group B starts to do their setup of their, of their communications equipment. Uh, group A, you know, after an hour, two hours gets to the bottom. Uh, they try to radio up to the top. Dun, 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 dun. Radios don't work. Uh, first red flag. That's it for me. Yeah, right? I'll like, be out. Like, nah. I, I, as soon as you get 200 feet below the surface, right? Comms go out immediately. First off, it's going to be super dark. It's going to be super cold. You're not going to. You're. It's going to be very easy to get disorientated, right? And now on top of that, you can't even talk to anybody up on the surface to to even get out of there, right? Like you want to get the hell out of there. It, it's it's going to be impossible. So um, the scientists, they group A gets down there and they go, all right, man, comms are down. Uh, we're down here. We might as well make the most of it. Uh, and, and again, I, I'm assuming some of this story, too. I, I don't want to I don't want to sit here and tell you guys that I know exactly what happened down there. But I'm going to assume there's like sort of like an ice shelf and then there is the lake. Right. So uh, they suit up on on the ice shelf and get in their scuba suits and they get in the water. Right. And they start swimming around, taking their samples. They've, they've got their breathing apparatuses on, their communication stuff on, because they can talk to each other. They just can't talk to, to Houston, right? Uh, and while they're out there gathering everything, in the distance, they see, as Jason would call it, a sentient being. What do you think they saw, Jason? Dude, um, I guess where you're going with this, they saw an octopi. Yes, they did. A huge octopus in the distance. So one of the scientists, being a scientist, says, you know what? I'm going to swim over there. We're going to call him Tim. Not actually, we're going to call him George because he's curious like George. That's what we're going to call him. George starts to swim over, and all the other scientists are watching George swim over. And as he's swimming, a tentacle comes up, grabs him. Another tentacle comes over and grabs him, and it tears him apart. The other scientists freak out. George, they get out of the water, 
right? They all they all hightail it back to to the ice shelf. Jason, yeah. I'm, dude, I, I'm not with this, right? Like at this <laughs> no, point, man. like I'm cold, I'm wet, it's dark, I'm miserable, and now my boy George, he's gone, right? Yeah, like dude. I don't know what I'm gonna tell his wife, right? He he's just gone. So at this point, I definitely would want to to bug out, right? Call it a, call it a day and say, you know, we got the samples that we got. I'm sure there's some sort of microbial in there. Um, that's probably what caused coronavirus. Who knows? <laughs> it was <laughs> but, a bat that caused coronavirus. Come on, dude. Hey, man. Wasn't it? Was an octopus? It's a it bat. Could have been, been a sentient being. <laughs> so uh, that's not what these scientists did. What the scientists ended up doing was, you know, George is dead. Let's not make this mission or this ex- exploration. Let's not cancel it earlier or George's death would be in vain, basically. Um, so what do the scientists do? They do what any other good scientist does. Uh, they suit up and they keep on keeping on, right? So they jump back in the water. Uh, and when they jump back in the water, they're swimming around. They're taking their samples and they, in the distance, they see... A swimmer. A swimmer. Yeah. It, it looks like Look at- it looks like one of the signs. It looks like George. What? It, it's in scuba gear. Yeah, dude. Looks like George. Um I mean there wouldn't be enough oxygen for him to survive under there for like a night, right? I would assume not, but they, you know, they're like, oh my god, it's George. So um uh let's call Timmy. Timmy starts to swim over. Now it's Tim's turn. Tim sees him start swimming over. George, George. And he gets about halfway to George and he stops swimming. He's just sitting there. And uh, the other scientists are trying to call out to him. Tim, what's wrong? Do you see George? Grab George. Come on. You got to get him. And again, a tentacle comes up, grabs him, tears him apart. Uh, The scientists bug out of the water again. And they go, okay, listen, we've lost George. We've lost Tim. I don't know what we're going to do. We, we've, we've got to get out of here. Right. And it, at this point they're thinking, what, what, what even is this thing? Right. Like, obviously it's, it's a, it's a squid, but how did it make itself look like a swimmer? Right. Yeah. That's, that's totally weird. It's yeah. It, it's definitely like borderline paranormal. Right. Yeah. Like at this point you're talking about like a shapeshifter. Yeah, totally. Right. Like, that's not a real thing. But is he making his tentacles like into like a puppet of a man? Like, hey, I'm over here. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm envisioning. The tentacles turning into like, you know, like a puppet or something and pretending to be a, a swimmer. I don't know. This th- That would make this life form hyper, hyper intelligent. Like, it, you're, you're talking like I, I know I know people that aren't that smart. I'm not that smart. <laughs> so so now now the scientists are like all right listen we got to get out of here we are going to get out let's get a few more samples we'll spend one more night and then we're going to get out of here right and so they get back in the water they get some more samples and they're about to leave and at about this time 
a tentacle comes out and tries to grab one of the female scientists. Well, this, this female GI Jane ain't playing no games, baby boy. She whips out that Russian knife, that huge rusty blade, and she cuts the tentacle off. Well, plow! Get away from me! <laughs> and the the tentacle recedes. The, the squid or the monster, the shapeshifter or whatever we're going to call it, and we're going to get into what they called it uh, here in a second, um, swims away. And so now they got the, their final samples. They go, they go back to the ice shelf. They're like, all right, we're going to camp out here, and then we're going we're gonna to get out of here. We're going we're gonna to pop smoke, okay? During the night, and, and this is a note from one of the Russian scientists' journal, um, and that's where a lot of this story comes from that I'm talking about. And again, I'm making some assumptions on sort of what I think would have probably happened and what probably transpired uh, it, down in this cavern or where this huge lake is. Um, but you guys do your own research, uh, form your own opinions about this. But while the scientists were sleeping, one of the Russian scientists saw a tentacle come out of the water. No, hell. Hell no, dude. Yeah, dude. A tentacle comes out of and, and so he does exactly what I would have done, right? I would have immediately closed my eyes, laid my head back down. Like if if I don't see it, it can't see me. Like every kid knows that rule, right? If you cover yeah. your head with a blanket, it'll go away. No, no big deal. The tentacle passes over him. He feels it passing over him. It stops on him for a second, feels him a little bit. And then goes to the next person and then the next person until guess who the tentacle finds? The G.I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. G.I. Yeah, Jane. You. I was yes, picking sir. up what you're putting down. Yes, sir. So the tentacle finds G.I. Jane and it chokes her out. Conor McGregor style chokes her out. Science wake up. G.I. Jane's dead. Dead, dead dude laying there like a rock. Right. Scientists are like, all right, that's enough for us. And they hightail it out of there and they leave and they, and they don't come back. Uh, so that's that's kind of the background story. We're going to kind of get into some of the myths, some of the legend, talk about some of the, the traits that this octopi had or the sentient being had um, and, and sort of dive into it. So I do want to say, uh, the, the scientist later, you know, had had notes and, and journals, and that's kind of where the story came from. And that scientist referred to this this octopus, and we'll refer to it as this for the rest of this episode, is Organism 46B. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call it 46B because I know that I'm going to trip over the word organism a little bit later. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's also weird that all this takes place in Antarctica because there's – it's a lot of weird stuff about Antarctica in general. Well, and when I first heard about this story, I heard the word Russian scientist instantly. I thought it was in Siberia. I heard ice Russian scientist, And in my mind, I was like, ah, they're in Siberia. Yeah. Uh-uh. They're, they're all the way, all the way up Antarctica. You, you know and, what this reminds me of real quick, dude? Sorry to interrupt, but you, there's this old movie um, I think it was the early eighties, late seventies, maybe called the thing by John Carpenter. Mm, yeah. And it's bringing that kind of vibe. 
I've never seen that movie. I have definitely seen clips from it. And I think there was like a remake actually around the 2012 time frame. Yeah, yeah, there was. Super, super interesting that like I you would think like what can survive in the Antarctic, right? Like, of course, there's marine life and there's sea lions and orca whales and penguins and, and all that kind of stuff. But like when you think of the Arctic, you definitely don't think giant squid. Yeah, true. Are they cold-blooded or warm-blooded? I don't know how that works in the ocean. Cold-blooded, warm-blooded, I don't know. I don't even know if that's a thing. Like, this is going to be weird. I don't even know if they have, like, they have blood, right? Yeah. Like, that's a thing. Their blood is their ink. I don't know. Listen, guys. <laughs> listen, guys. I'm not a scientist. I'm I'm just a guy on the internet, right? So trying to trying to tell you a story and hope you're entertained by wait, it. Wait, wait. Aren't you supposed to believe everything you hear on the internet? <laughs> I mean, most of the time, but but tonight's probably not one of those nights for for our listeners. So, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, in in the Russian scientist notes, he refers to this um, octopus as uh, organism forty six B. He said that this uh, organism forty six B had several different types of traits um, that it kind of showed them throughout their exploration. Um, some of those things are, you know, releasing toxins. That's how Tim got, got right. Uh, it could squeeze itself through very small gaps in the ice. So if they would see it, it could dart off and, and just be gone and, and, and sort of get, get in between the ice. Uh, it could take weird shapes. Like I said, you know, it took the shape of a diver. Um, it could change its physical color. So I, I think this is a big one, right? So for for me, when I think of an underground lake, right, I'm thinking it's super dark. You could you, there, there's probably I'm not sure how clear the water is, right? Um, I I would assume Antarctic water is super clear, right? Yeah. Like clear water, Florida clear. Yeah, it, probably. And, and and so, but but like it's going to be so dark. Even if you have a flashlight, like how far in front of your face are you actually going to be able to see? Yeah, probably not far. I mean, all the refraction in the water, I mean, it cuts down on the distance you can, you know, throw a light beam. So I don't know. Five or 10 feet, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> at best. And this entry kind of doesn't make sense to me because I, I look at this and I think to myself, like, okay, so you're telling me one of the scientists saw it and it was red. And then they saw it and it was purple. Yeah. How, how, how did they know there weren't two? That's true. How, how did they know? They don't know. It could have been two. Totally. It could have been. It could have been. And this last one is really, really weird to me. And this is, this is the one that I really kind of want to like dig into and get your thoughts and beliefs on this. If you stared at 46B for long enough, it could cause mild forms of hypnotism. What? Okay. That's crazy. So I'm not a huge believer in, in hypnosis. Yeah. Right. I, I've never been hypnotized. Of course, everybody's seen like videos online and, and you see all these bark like a dog, bark, bark, whatever the case may be. Like, do you believe in hypnosis? Well, I mean, I know that it's a thing. I mean, I've never been hypnotized, but like you said, as you've seen, I mean, I've seen like, videos of people who have like 
regressions. Like if they say they've been abducted by aliens, they'll put them, put them under hypnosis and, you know, they'll relive the experience. I've seen all that stuff, but I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I think it's a thing. I, I don't know. But when you go, when you start talking about this, it brings back some things about other creatures, other cryptids. Um, like they say, Bigfoot has mind speak where they can like, talk to you te telepathically and you, you know, it, it'll like can freeze you in your tracks and freak you out and all this stuff. So I don't know, man, it's, it's kind of, it seems like a ongoing thing with all these weird creatures. Is there some sort of like telepathy going on? I don't know. So, so strange. And, and like when I think of like mild hypnotism, right, I'm thinking about everybody has had that drive, right? They, you leave, you leave the club, you leave the bar, you leave your boy's house. It's, you know, 12 AM. You just stopped at cookout. You know, you're driving down 40, you're going home. Right. Yeah. Before you know it, you're home. You don't even remember driving home. Right. When you, so when you say mild hypnotism, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Right. I'm thinking you're almost in a drunken stupor. You got the double burger cookout tray with cheese <laughs> and, and, and you're just on cloud nine. Right. So yeah. for, for me, I don't know. I've never been really like hypnotized by something. Um, if you ask my wife, she'd be like, I hypnotize you <laughs> go sit down somewhere. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. So, um, yeah, man, I, I definitely, and, and you got to think to yourself too, like if some sort of, creature or person or whatever the case may be had like some sort of power to hypnotize somebody or mind control somebody that would be the ultimate predator yeah totally i mean you got to think okay tentacles check can change color check can change shape check can squeeze into cracks check can also hypnotize i mean that that's like i mean way beyond the ultimate predator i mean it's like the epic predator. I don't know. Like, like you have no shot, right? So like, and that, and that kind of like, how did the scientist even get out of the cavern? Yeah. I don't how, know. how, how would this, if, let's say, okay, this thing, everybody's seen the movie deep blue sea. It's copywritten. Don't, don't strike this video. YouTube, please. Everybody's seen the movie deep blue sea. Um, if you haven't, what they do is they use stem cells to make sharks smarter, right? Um, and these sharks hold no bars. They want to kill everything. Why would this squid leave some of these scientists alive? Who knows? And so now these scientists have got out. They're alive. They go back to Russia, whatever, whatever. They got their samples. At what point does someone go, you know what? We have the technology now. It's 2022. It's almost 2023. We got self-driving cars. Back in 2012, I mean, dude, you're talking the first iPhone came out. Dude, we're on iPhone 14, baby. <laughs> like we got the technology, man. Let's go back there. Let's call Elon Musk, call Jeff Bezos, get, get an underwater, get some sort of aquatic vehicle. Let's go back there and, and let's see what this thing actually is. Yeah. And, and, and I think if, if you take the logical approach and of course, we're not going to call Elon Musk and we're not going to call Jeff Bezos. They really Why don't not? care. Let's, let's do it. We they really Ocean X, <laughs> but you you gotta think there's gotta be some dude out there with money who's like this is interesting. 
This is interesting, dude. I want to go back and see. And I think if we, if you approach the situation logically, I mean, James Cameron went down to the Mariana Trench. I mean, I'm sure there's some millionaire, billionaire out there that can put an exploration together and go actually check this stuff out. And and I'm just going to put this out there. If I was a millionaire or a billionaire, dude, I'm investigating everything. If I'm scrolling through TikTok and I see something interesting, I don't care if it's the Salem Witch Trials. I don't care if it's Lace Ball. I don't care what it is. I want to go check it out or I'm going to pay somebody else to go check it out and film it because I'm too scared to go myself. Yeah. So I, I definitely think going down there with some equipment, uh, get, let's get some video going, right? Like Lake Vostok is all based off the notes of, of a journal from a Russian scientist. I, I want to take some videos I want to go see what this thing is. I want to capture it on film. I mean, the the whole thing is just crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, the world is so much stranger than we even imagine it is, you know? Well, and this like makes me believe like cool. It's, it's, it's a lake trapped in ice, but what are the odds of a creature like this? getting stuck there quote unquote and if it is stuck there why if it's not stuck there sorry let me, let me back up if it's not stuck there why would it stay there what what's the point of it right what's there to keep it there yeah is it, is it the super oxygenated water i i don't know the thing can can squeeze through the ice it could get out if it wanted to it can come back out the, the way the scientists came in so I mean, what do you what do you, what do you think would make something like that stay there? I I, I don't okay, know. okay. So here we go. We're going down rabbit hole, Jason rabbit hole time. Okay, so either a there's a breeding population in there, and it's not the only one. Because I mean, obviously, you think it wouldn't live for thousands of years, just if there's one. All right. Sure. So sure. rabbit hole two. This is going to go. I mean, some people are going to be like, what? You have to look this up. So there's a theory, right, that there used to be a layer of ice around the world called the firmament, which is talked about in the Bible. And when the layer of ice was around the earth, the oxygen levels on the earth was much richer, much more suitable for life. And that's why dinosaurs could survive and grow so big was because they had more oxygen. And that's why people lived longer back then because they had more oxygen. So either this oxygen risk environment is doing sort of the similar thing to keeping these creatures alive longer and making them develop larger. Um, I don't know. That's just a theory I heard. And I was putting it out there of one of the reasons why it may be still alive. So I don't know, but we can go down that rabbit hole later on another show about the firmament. Yeah, but you bring up a really like a super good point, I think, like survival, right? That's the key instinct for any any creature, right? Any any anything on the planet is, is survival. And so and maybe that is the thing. Maybe it goes out, it hunts, maybe it kills some whales, maybe it kills some sea lions, maybe it grabs a couple penguins, who knows? And then it goes back in there because it's like, "Oh my god, dude, I can't breathe outside of this place." Maybe it's like a uh a, a makeshift prison, right? A, a prison of, of basically survival is the walls. Um, if you go outside these walls for too long, then, then you die. Right. Yeah. I just, 
it, it's crazy to me too because like giant squids aren't uncommon right everybody knows about giant squids they've been washed up on beaches scientists have captured them uh, like that that's not a big deal um and I don't want to get people sidetracked here. Like what the big deal is, is this thing is highly, highly intelligent. And these people and these scientists, they can't, they don't know why. Right. They, they kind of were caught off guard by it. But for me personally, I think, and this is going to come from a place of like, not technically logical thinking, but man, I'm, I'm in the camp that the ocean is very dangerous and the ocean is teeming with life. And there's got to be things that are in the ocean that are like in our worst nightmares, things that are, I, I, I believe that there could be a whole civilization in the ocean and we would never know it. So like you're saying the whole civilization, I mean, I just think about, you know, I mean, all these legends of mermaids and stuff. I mean, where did that come from? Right. I mean, there has to be some truth. These these sailors back in the day were seeing something, you know. I mean, they say, oh, it, it was a fish. It was a dolphin. I mean, a dolphin doesn't look like a half woman, half fish. Come on now. Um, those sailors had to be really, really thirsty to see that, you know. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's kind of like, I feel like maybe every urban legend maybe has a little bit of truth to it. Right. So, and I'm not calling the, these scientists liars or, or, or whatever the case may be. I find it super hard to believe that somewhere in the Arctic, there's a giant squid in an underground lake that can't leave the lake that is just highly intelligent. And, and we've not went back there and, and seen what the heck is going on. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we have went back there and this creature is now living in a fish tank in, in Oak Ridge. Yeah. I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, but what I do know is that I, I never want to go to the Antarctic and I never want to dive 200 feet below the surface no, and no. see what lies there. Man, the Antarctic is so weird. Um, hopefully we'll get into this in a later episode, but um, there's a guy named Admiral Byrd that uh, he was a polar explorer and he was one of the most highly decorated uh, military aviators. But he flew across um, the Arctic and the Antarctic. He was the only person to ever fly across both. But he he saw some weird stuff down there. He said like he saw green trees and just like lands, he, a fertile, rich environment in the Antarctic. I'm like, we, I, we, we're taught it's just ice down there. But right. apparently there's more. I, I don't know. It's, it's, that story is really weird. And, you know, we will definitely be getting into that. Yeah, definitely. So everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, like I said, this is our very first episode. I really hope you enjoy. I'm Ty. This is Jason. Uh, what and we are AFK Discussions. We'll talk to you guys later. Later.